Welcome to JPI 5, a podcast featuring five questions and five answers regarding the California water industry, risk pools, risk management, and more. To support 5, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share episodes with others, and leave us a review. Five stars, of course. Thank you for listening. Now, please welcome our host and guest for today. Hello, and thank you for listening to JPIA 5. We have great guests for you today, Adrian Beatty and Andy Sells, both currently holding the position of CEO as of today. Tomorrow, that will be different, but today we have two. And I'm excited. We're going to take a trip down memory lane with Adrian Beatty and Andy Sells. Andy will tell us about all kinds of different things. And this is called Passing the Baton. We actually have a name for an episode as opposed to an, a person's title. So let's get started. There's been quite a few changes as far as the JPIA has gone in the last year, year and a half. Andy, could you give us a brief summary of the recent changes of the governance that our JPIA members should be aware of? There was change? <laughs> there was change, actually. <laughs> Actually, like Rob said, it's an exciting time here at JPIA. We have had some changes. At our last board meeting in Monterey, we had two brand new executive committee members added to the committee. I'm sorry, Adrian's right. Three new brand new executive committee members added to the committee. David Wheaton from Citrus Heights Water District. Supay... Lu Yang. Lu Yang from Roland Water District. And... Scott Ratterman from Calaveras County Water yep. District. In addition to that, just slightly earlier in the year, we have a new president and vice president, Melanie McDonald from San Bernardino Valley Water Conservation District, is now president and chairman of the executive committee, chairman of the board there. And David Drake from Rincon del Diablo in San Diego is now vice president and vice chair of the executive committee. So. New faces, David and Melody have been around for a while, so that helps keep some stability there. But we are seeing change with retirement and different changes there, and it's exciting. New people, new ideas. I think change is always exciting. The process of change can be daunting, but once the change occurs, it's usually exciting. People like change. We all say, oh, we're not really ready for change, but look at how our lives have changed. Andy, you came from the extremely, extremely important area of boat maintenance. To no, we were selling boats. <laughs> Sorry, selling boat sales to leading a pool on with water districts. I mean, that, there's a huge change, and I'm sure you wouldn't, you wouldn't go back and not do that if opportunities and you could get in the Wayback Machine. Adrian, you've been here since November of 2021. And tell us about the changes that have gone on and as you build your team for going forward. Oh, my goodness. Well, we've had lots of well-deserved retirements. We've had several directors retire, several really long-tenured staff. That's one of the really amazing things about JPIA is the significant longevity of a lot of the staff. But as you noted, change, and I agree, change is always positive, if somewhat terrifying and unnerving at the time, but it's given us the opportunity to really look 
strategically at the structure of the organization and make sure that we have the right employees in the right positions and the right leadership team. And so Andy and I have worked really hand in hand on that. We do have two new director positions. Kevin Phillips, who is our director of member outreach, one of our members own. He was the general manager of Paradise Irrigation District during the campfire. And because he's apparently just a glutton for punishment, decided to then become the town manager of the town of Paradise before he found his way to us. So that's very exciting for me personally to add him on board. I don't come from the water industry, and so having somebody at a very high level in the organization who knows boots on the ground what it's like to not only work at an operator level at a water district, but run a water district. And of course, dealing all of the work they had to do dealing with FEMA for that recovery effort for both the water district and the town are huge assets to the organization. We also added Jennifer Job, who's our new director of pooled programs. So over the last couple of years, I've been handling a lot of the insurance renewal part of things for the property liability and work comp programs and our ancillary coverages. So Jennifer has a long history of working with risk pools in the state of California, is very well connected. We, in fact, knew each other previous to her joining us at the JPIA, and hopefully that was a positive influence on her willingness to come (laughs) and join the team. And she's brand spanking new. She just joined us in the middle of July, early July, and is, is certainly hitting the ground running. So those are all very exciting changes. You didn't mention service changes, but I do want to make sure that our members are aware. We do have some really exciting service changes coming down the pike, and and Jennifer is very heavily involved in that, and that is relative to our cyber program. We call it a program, but really it's a group purchase policy. But we've heard loud and clear over the last few years our members' desire to have more support for managing that unique risk. And so we are on the the cusp of rolling out some really awesome risk management resources for our members. We had a very good renewal this year and that allowed us to have monies in the budget to purchase some risk management resources from some outside firms. And so the members will be hearing about that via email very, very soon. And of course, we'll, we'll talk a lot about it at conference in the fall as well. And you don't really have to wait for conference because you know Cybersecurity Month is coming up and there will be an episode of JPIA 5 right about cybersecurity. So stay tuned and keep checking your podcast feeds because we're going to bring you cutting edge information on that topic. So let me ask you, what are some of the more memorable moments that the two of you have had working together for the last almost two years? Well, we've, we've spent a lot of time on the road, and have we ever missed a turn going any place, Andy, that you recall? Never, I've never missed a turn that you didn't tell me to take. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the standing joke is, of course, I get to chatting away and sometimes not paying attention to the next turn available to us. And Adrian deliberately tries to make me talk right when the turn is coming up so that I miss it. So we do have a few (laughs) U-turns in our travels. Yes, quite a few. In fact, one time we almost made it. We'd been on the road all day and we almost made it to the hotel. (laughs) And literally 
we missed the turn into the parking lot for the hotel. Otherwise, it would have been a perfect ride. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've been with Andy, and his navigation system says, hey, 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 <laughs> listen to me for a second. <laughs> Pay attention here. Focus. <laughs> Andy's taking all the blame, but we are able to chit-chat quite a bit. We have a lot in common, and... We're both chatty and, and optimistic people. What? Uh, <laughs> we're both very wordy. So, yeah, I've certainly contributed significantly to the missing of the turns. But Based on my observation, neither of you have inherited the brevity gene. No, <laughs> definitely not. Well, well you, true to your, why you use know, one to your heart, I did come from an, a, a family of attorneys, so uh, that helps. Yeah, why use one word when 65 will <laughs> accomplish the same thing? But it'll be much more clear. Everybody will have a much better and understanding. Yeah, because I'll have heard it nine, ten times. No, <laughs> it just gets revised. Any particularly humorous stories about meeting the members, going out to the districts together, and first time... Like, Adrian, the first time you visited a, a district, how was that experience? I mean, it was very intimidating. Obviously, in the last two years, any room we walk into, Andy knows everyone in that room. <laughs> and, no, oh, I went through the leadership program with this person. And, you know, that person's been GM here for 30 years. And so it's been very fun, actually. It's obvious how well loved and appreciated Andy is and that's been fun to observe and you know certainly is daunting in terms of the bar that it sets for me but I like challenges so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And I think the members my experience is members are extremely proud of what they do as they should be and explaining and introducing you to their district is something they really enjoy doing and they're a wealth of information they are welcoming and they like telling you because how many people are stopping by a district to say, hey, what do you do? I mean, so when they get the opportunity to introduce themselves to a new person, I have found them to be kind and generous with their time. I agree. I, I definitely agree. I, we do have, you asked for a funny story. I think, Andy, do you want to tell them about when we first, after I was accepted the job, you know, there was a transition period and the first time we saw each other in person after the interviews was at an A-GRIP conference in, was that Minneapolis? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just remember walking up, Adrian was doing a presentation. It was after your presentation. How does fire dancing and risk management go together? And it was actually pretty interesting talking about the different fuels and how they burn and such. But And so there was a tie-in there, and Adrian has some experience there. Spent some time in Japan, actually, with a fire dance troupe and knows a lot about it. So anyways, Rob and I walked up there. And she looked at us and she recognized us. And the first thing out of her mouth, because she's still sitting down at that point, out of her mouth is, oh, you're taller than I remember. That's the first thing she said to me. So to get even with her, we hired Kevin Phillips, who's about six inches taller than me. So I do have another funny story. I thought it was funny. So on one of our road trips, we're at the end of the day, we're sitting down at the hotel. We might have been having an adult beverage. And Adrienne has a background. She's been in pooling for a long time. What, 18 years? Yes. And they're in our industry, there's a, another group, and it's called Bickmore & Associates. And they were in the early ground floor for a lot of smaller agencies, smaller JPAs. 
We're unique in that we do everything in-house. We manage all of our own claims. We have our own risk management department. We do all of our own financing. We have our own training department. Many, many pools in the state and really in the country are much smaller and they contract out for a lot of those services. And that's where Bickmore and Associates comes in and Adrienne got her beginning in the pooling industry at Bickmore. That's right. Well, what a lot of people may not real know is that Ed Bickmore, the founder of Bickmore and Associates, was a general manager here at the JPIA in the very early days. I want to say around 82, 81, 82 probably. And so we were sitting there conversing and and we do have a unique process with our retros and such. And Adrian looked at me and with all honesty and said, so what made you guys decide to go rogue and do it your way? <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, well, that's not true. Everybody else went rogue. We were the only ones that did it the right way. And so we both laughed and agreed to disagree that who really had the right idea, which model. And how long has it taken you to fully understand the retro process, Adrian? Any day now. Any day now. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking forward to it after your 33 years being able to <laughs> explain it explain to the next it. person. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little easier for me because I had to do that all in Excel back in the early 90s. So um, a unique uh, process for sure. Adrian, as you take the baton, what are some of the things that you are looking forward to for the uh, JPIA? A lot. A lot of things I'm looking forward to. In particular, I am making a real concerted effort to get out and visit as many members as I can. Andy's been very gracious with his time, and over the past two years, we've spent a lot of time on the road visiting members but there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of you out there, 401 to be exact. And just because, today, today, <laughs> yes. And just because I'm weird, I actually do have a loose goal to at one point visit all 401 members. I guess technically I wouldn't be able to visit all 401 since we have some that don't actually have a physical location. <laughs> but as many as uh, as I can get to. So I am looking forward over the next few years, spending a lot of time on the road. Kevin Phillips is spending, you know, in his title is member director of member outreach. So he has wholeheartedly taken that to heart and is spending a lot of time on the road as well. I really am interested in learning boots on the ground from the members, from the staff. What is it that you value about JPA? What are, what are the real specific things that we do, services we offer? encounters you've had with staff that make you realize that JPIA is the best option for you to receive your insurance and and risk management services and resources. Of course, I also want to know what we can do to improve. You know, we're always looking for ways to be better. And as Andy said, we do everything, almost everything in-house. So we have the ability to be very nimble and and make changes based on how our members' needs change and grow. And that's very exciting to think about addressing those challenges and, and really being able to make a tangible difference in the service and resources that we provide to our members. I'm excited to also stay engaged with Aqua. We are now attempting to be present at, at as many regional events as we can. You'll either see myself there or one of the other directors there, and often we have a little update on the agenda. 
I definitely want to find out more about local issues. It's a big state, very different types of water districts, not only in terms of what you do if you're a retailer or a wholesaler or an irrigation district and how those types of service are impacted regionally by where you are in the state and and sort of the local politics and water issues that are happening there. I'm I'm very interested in learning more about all of that. Andy, what are some of of the changes to JPIA that you've implemented like in the last five years that in five years you're looking forward to seeing how those seeds turned into trees? Well, hopefully Adrian sees the value of my haircut and and really wants to move forward in that direction or lack thereof. I think you should have kept the afro. (laughs) I wish I could have, (laughs) believe me. As with many things, it was out of your control. (laughs) As with many things, that afro was out of my control. Yeah, back in the 70s when everybody had long hair, I looked like Julius Irving from the ABA. I think certainly there are some things that are put in place going forward here. One thing, you know, passing the baton, one of the things that I would say is, and I'll mention it again later, it's a very great opportunity at JPIA right now. There's just a lot of changes going on. As Adrian mentioned earlier with the retirements, what happens when you have a lot of senior people retire that have been around, not necessarily but long employed people, there's opportunity for change there. You don't get a whole lot of, well, that's the way we've always done it because there's not a lot of people around to say, well, that's the way we've always done it. And that's a good thing. I think there are opportunities there. The field itself is changing. As I said, Adrian has 18 years. I've got 30 years in this. It's a different world, the risk sharing pools, not just for JPIA, but school JPAs and city and county JPAs, other special district JPAs. It's a changing world, and I think there's a lot of opportunities there. Some things are well-established. You know, your best answer to be successful is limit the amount of risk that you're exposed to and, and, and limit the number of claims dollars paid out. There's some very innovative ways that people are going at it now, and, and there's more science involved in it. There's just more people that have a better understanding of how you can maybe manage some of those risks. Cyber is a perfect example. It's new and you've got to deal with it, but there's still ergonomics, people in the field, guys and gals in the field that are stepping up and down off of big trucks and using jackhammers and moving equipment around. So how do you help them do that in a safer environment? And there's a lot more information out there available to do that now. So I think those are all things going forward there. Certainly, I think we tease each other and everybody about the retro process that not a lot of people hear about, but there is a process in which financially for us, every year has to come to zero. So if we had collected too much money, it goes back to the members. And likewise, if we didn't collect enough, there's a mechanism to add more money into the program. Just understanding that, and it's now around where we're we're able to manipulate that process and talk about things that were very, very nice surprise to me was how quickly Adrian is getting those concepts we tease her about, you know, understanding all there is to retros. But she certainly gets that concept, and and Kevin gets that concept. Of course, he was our finance chair of the finance committee for a, a little while there. Certainly with David, a longtime chief financial officer for us, and Robert here been around for almost 10 years now as well. The way they all understand that process, and there's a thing in our industry we say, you know, with dollars you have options. If you have money, you have options. And one thing that this 
group has done for the last 30 years is fairly conservatively accumulated money so that we now have resources that we could apply to an, an emerging risk as Adrian was talking about cyber. We have resources that we can apply there as new resources or new opportunities come up for managing risk, whether it's through the claims process or through the risk management process, those opportunities are there. So I'm proud to pass that on, that we're in a very sound financial position going forward. But I'm equally proud of how this new team is coming together and gelling, and they understand those opportunities that are there for them and how they can, I wouldn't say manipulate, but use all of the tools in their toolbox to make it a smooth transition and help our members be successful. It's a great opportunity for everybody. It is. I think the buzzword here is opportunity. Opportunities exist everywhere you look for our members and staff and the organization and elected officials and our board. Just there are opportunities galore. I agree. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to more personally, Adrian, stepping in today as our new chief executive officer? Well, certainly I get a new parking spot, so that's really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I can stop parking around the corner. Darn it. (laughs) means that your daily walks are going to have to be longer to make up for those lost steps. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's a very, very exciting opportunity. As Andy said, I've been in the industry for, for 18 years, and I'd had quite a few different employment experiences, not selling boats, but some very different employment experiences before finding pooling. And when I did find it, I just immediately fell in love. I loved the uniqueness of it and the challenge of it. I loved the fact that it was this weird niche industry that there are 90 or something, I think Agrip says it's 90% of public entities in the country participate in some kind of a risk pool. And most of them don't even really know. It's just something that sort of quietly happens behind the scenes. and. The fact that we can help members take one element of their job, the focus of the district, and make it something that is not stressful for them and that they can have confidence in and we can give them the support that they need so that they can really focus on their true core focus areas, the delivery of clean, fresh drinking water to their constituents, that's huge. And and it's the same thing when if you're providing service to a risk pool that's housing authorities or cities or school districts, the risk pool, if functioning effectively, is helping its members to have one element of their responsibilities not be stressful and be well-managed and something that they doesn't interfere in their ability to focus on their, their core purpose. So it's really exciting for me personally in terms of once I fell in love with the industry and realized that there are these different ways that pools are managed. As as Andy mentioned earlier, there are a lot of pools where I grew up in, in Bickmore, the pools are managed by contract. So you're not doing all of the things that JPIA is doing. You're running the meetings, the governance piece, you're securing all the lines of coverage, you're doing all of the financials, 
a lot of those pools are getting risk management resources, but they're not getting the level and the depth of risk management resources that JPIA provides. And, and that's a distinction of pools that are public entities themselves and that have depth of staffing. So, I mean, we do property appraisals in-house. I don't know of a single other pool that does that. So to find an organization like the JPIA was always my goal once I realized that pooling was the industry that I wanted to be in for the long haul. And I was just ecstatic when the opportunity came up. I remember I was in Washington and I was already in the process of moving back to California, which is where my husband and I are from. And we had been isolated in Washington during the pandemic and realized that for the benefit of our children, we needed to get back to California to be nearer family and friends and have that sort of support mechanism. So we were already in the process of moving back. I had a job at the time where I was basically completely remote and the opportunity for the assistant executive officer came up for JPIA. And I remember just going into the other room and showing it to my husband and was like, this is it. (laughs) This is the one. This is the one. I've got to figure out how to be the best candidate for this job. And thankfully I was. You certainly were. So as we come to the near the end here, I believe with experience, experience in a job and experience in life, we, we gain wisdom over intelligence. And intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. <laughs> so, Andy, let me ask you this. What are some words of wisdom that you would like to pass on to our members that you've gained over your tenure here at the JPIA? I believe a hot dog is a sandwich. There you go. <laughs> well, it does have bread, right? <laughs> and meat. meat in the middle and bread on either side. So. Okay. Yeah, words of wisdom, words of advice. That's interesting. I would say to everybody in this room and everybody in this organization, including our executive committee, enjoy the ride. I've been doing this now for 30 years. I have learned so much and I appreciate so much. A couple of things. You can't really overestimate how much you can appreciate how much the members know. They, they really are. You know, when you talk to those guys and gals in the field, how much they really know in so many areas and how much they care about what they do. It's, you know, when I talk to my colleagues and listening to dealing with union school teachers and certified employees there and de- dealing with cities and, and their unions there, And water districts are unique. It's not that we don't have unions by any means, but you go there and you talk to those people out in the field, those people in the office, they really do care about what they do. And they really do want to make a difference. And that just is contagious. I would say just appreciate how much they really do know. And don't be afraid to ask them for their help. They know a lot. And while it may not be specific to insurance, that'll be up to you guys to interpret. They really do have a lot of knowledge out there in the field and a lot of desire to do a good job. And and that's kind of contagious for us. It's the same thing I see for employees here. I will part with, I am excited for the future of JPIA. I think it is a very, the dream team, right? You and Kevin and Robert and David and Jennifer, and then you go down 
Robin and Dan and Sarah and Jennifer. It just, the list goes on and on. And then the people that we've hired recent, Molly's in the room with us here. We really are stepping out and being that much more. And that's exciting. And I can't tell you enough how I think the future is bright for this organization. There's some smart people that want to do a good job. Thanks. I think we all agree. The future looks extremely bright, ever-changing landscape, and I feel that we will continue to be, under Adrian's leadership, a guiding light to our members and a standout performer amongst pools across the United States. And I'm sure I echo the sentiments of everybody connected with the JPI that fully trust that Adrian is going to guide us in that direction. Got a good team with her. Yes. Well, I, I have to say that I appreciate the vote of confidence, and I would not have been able to do it without Andy's guidance. And the last two years has really been remarkable. There are a lot of pools that are having CEO transitions right now, long, long-term CEOs that are retiring. And I've heard some stories from colleagues about not as great of experiences in going through that transition. And Andy has been nothing but absolutely generous and supportive and helping me look around corners for things that are not going to impact him at all, you know, things that are five or 10 years down the road. And it's just been an amazing experience. And I'm glad to have added you to my my list of mentors and, and also to keep you now as a friend. My last piece of advice, just make sure that PERS bill is paid every month. <laughs> we will do that. <laughs> well, thank you both. This has been really entertaining. I'm sure our listeners have gotten a lot out of this. And we thank you both for, for coming. Thank you to our listeners for giving us your time. We appreciate it. Remember to please subscribe and to comment and like this episode along with every episode. Thank you to everyone involved, especially our outstanding producer, Molly Quirk. And as always, we will be talking with you again in the very near future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to JPI 5. Remember to leave us a five-star review, comment, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a topic or guest speaker you would like us to feature or a question you would like to learn more about, please send us an email at podcast at aquajpia.com. Until our next episode, thank you for making us a part of your day.